the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100. Get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. I'm just about that action, boss. We are back with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, you know the voice, you know the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. at your service. And Thursday night football preview. So, you know, I got my guy, Scott Studio Rochelle with me. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. Looking forward to going through this Thursday night game. I can't say it's the most entertaining Thursday night game on paper. But either way, uh, money to be made. Let's make some money. You know, this game sounded a lot better preseason. And it didn't didn't live up there. Last week we had the Buffalo Bills playing the New England Patriots. 24-10, the Buffalo Bills. You were on the Bills. I ended up flipping to the Patriots. It kind of it just it felt nasty, but ended up flipping to the Patriots. The under comes in regardless. Didn't wasn't even at first it looked like the over was gonna have a chance. And then all offense stopped. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And so no first touchdown last week because Marcus Jones, Marcus Jones, the other M Jones, he had the first touchdown on a 48 yard pass from Mac Jones. Didn't so that killed another first touchdown for us. But this week is a new week. We're getting back to it. And I mean, it's it's the Rams and the Raiders. And these are two teams that Underwhelmed. Underwhelmed. The Raiders are fun. They're entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I guess they're entertaining, but you just watch their games. You're like, dog, how did you not come out this game with the win? Like, there's multiple games on there. Like, they should really have a lot better record than what they are, but they just constantly find ways to blow games. And I don't know. Maybe it's the Josh McDaniels talk. Like, maybe Josh McDaniels really isn't just a head coach guy. Maybe he is just an offensive coordinator type guy. We'll see. But Rams, a lot of injuries this year. We can go ahead and get into the early part of the breakdown because the Las Vegas Raiders are laying six on the road. We have a total of, as soon as it loads and pulls up for me, we have a total of 44 and a half for this one. Looking over here at an injury report for Thursday night, and we have... Lester Cotton Seniors, questionable with the calf. The guard, Denzel Perryman for Vegas, is questionable with the wrist. And Horstead, the tight end, is questionable with the concussion. Over for L.A., and we have uh, Terrell Lewis, who's out with the back injury. Lance McCutcheon, who is out, who is questionable with the shoulder injury, the wide receiver. And Troy Hill, the corner, is questionable with the groin injury. That's going to be really, really big for them. So... I can see your disgust already. The fact that 
Vegas is laying six, but this Rams team is really bad here. What are you doing? The Rams are really, really bad, but they were competitive against Seattle last week, and they probably, I don't want to say should have won the game, but they had a great chance to win the game. Mm. And again, Seattle's also just a team that scores a lot of points but can't guard anybody, so they're going to give up a bunch of points and get involved in the track meets, which is kind of what the Raiders are known for as well. I think this game could be close. Wolford hurting himself midway through the game, though, isn't exactly ideal. Uh, or getting injured midway through the game is a better way to put it. But the point is, I think that if he's compromised, that could be a big deal. Uh, I know that they acquired Baker Mayfield. He's obviously not going to play in this game, so that doesn't really matter for the sake of this. But maybe you'll see a little bit of Perkins. We'll see. Do I want to lay six with the Raiders? I mean, the Raiders have won a couple games in a row. They actually have Mm -hmm. been playing better football lately. I think it's going to be a sweat. But I will lean Raiders. I think they'll win by like seven or ten. I think it'll come down to the final drive for the cover. Maybe not the game. Uh, the Rams are just so bad. They're just such a terrible football team. They are, and it's just the in- the injuries have been bad. Like I don't think I didn't talk about them, but I don't know. I didn't see him on the injury report. I don't know if you see him, Aaron Donald, and what Aaron Donald's status for this game. I don't think he's playing in this one. I have to assume he's out. He's all, yeah. He has a high ankle sprain. He missed the last week, and it's a short week. I highly doubt he's going to be in the lineup. But you still have this uh, Vegas team that is not good. <laughs> like they're They're not good. They're one of the bottom teams in opponents' yards per play. Uh, one of the bottom teams and opponents yards per game like they they give up a lot to the other team and I think that the game script for this game is going to be more of LA is just going to find different ways to be able to move the ball on this Raiders team do I think that all of this results in touchdowns no I don't because ultimately I think both of these two teams suck and I think it's going to be more of a bend don't break mentality but I can I can 100% like if you told me both of these quarterbacks had close to 300 yards in this game and it was still a low scoring game. They just couldn't find ways to punch an end zone. That would make a complete sense to me. And that's what I'm thinking. This game is going. I lean under that 44 and a half, just because I think that they don't have the talent where they're going to go in here and just score a bunch of points. Will they move the ball? Yeah, because these teams give up big plays, but I don't think that it's the opportunity where, I'm going to sit here and see, oh, it's going to be a straight blowout one way or another, or there's going to be a whole bunch of scoring. I think they're scoring, but it's going to be more field goals than touchdowns. So give me L.A. Give me the Rams plus six. I think they can cover this number. I like getting an extra two points of value from it opening at four. And I, I can't see why anybody would bet the Rams and so if I'm getting a public on the Raiders, I, I feel good about coming back with the Rams here. Yeah, you're getting a home team on a short week for Thursday night. I don't mind the spot there conceptually. I still don't think the Rams are very good, and that Wolford injury is something that's worth monitoring. But I do think that I'm going to disagree with you on the total. I like the over in this game. It's in a dome, so weather's not a factor. You mentioned how both defenses stink. That they Mm -hmm. definitely do. There should be big plays. I agree. I could just see the Raiders scoring a couple of 50-plus yard touchdowns. Like I think that Adams could get loose several times in this game. Even Hollins could get loose a couple of times. Jacobs, I know he's been banged up, but he should play in this game. Can definitely have some uh, big runs here. 
I think you will see explosive plays. And I think that the Raiders, who are allowing the third most passing yards per game in the league, can also get exploited a bit. And the Rams, they might not have a lot of talent, but they're not afraid to take shots. And I think Mm -hmm. that you can eventually see some big plays. I think the Rams are going to score in this game, maybe more than people think. I'm just going to take the over because I think that both defenses are that bad and both offenses, I think, are good enough to generate big plays. I'm going to lean over. So I'll disagree with you there. As for the side, I think it's really a coin flip. I'm just going to lean to the Raiders because I actually like what I've seen for the last couple weeks, and I Mm -hmm. think that they're actually getting better as the season has progressed. They're still not good, but they're better than they were about a month ago. Yeah. That's progress. I mean, the Rams have just been a useless for the entire season on paper they're by far the more talented offense by far yeah on paper but they just haven't put it together so yeah they haven't put it together and i'm just not trusting the coaching right now and that's why i can't really back this offense. i can back them but not too much uh but when you say put it together do you mean as a team as a whole or do you mean offensively I mean, offensively, like they they have struggled to score in different points of the season. Like it's it's not like they've consistently been bad at scoring or they're consistently been good at scoring. They've literally been up and down where they can go and they look like a 30 point per game team. But there's other games where they just look like they can't even do anything at all. And I'm just going to ask, though, do you think 22 points against the Broncos is a good offensive performance? No, you don't think so? No, I don't. I don't think that's a good offensive performance. Just asking. They put up 40. They put up 40 against Seattle. That was with overtime, but 34 in regulation. And they put up 27 against the Chargers. They have won three straight. I was kind of just wondering what your thoughts were about 22 against Denver at, in and Denver. I get the 27 against the Chargers, but if you watch that game, that's really underwhelming. Like, you're really underwhelming. Well, they had two big plays to Adams, and that was pretty much it. So yeah. I understand your point. I'm just throwing it out there. Plus, the Denver stuff was also inflated because that went to overtime as well. So they really scored 16 in regulation against Denver. I get, I get your point. I just think the offense has been better. Uh, defensively, both teams are useless. I mean, that's why I faded the Raiders before the season started. I thought they'd come in last place in the division. Mm-hmm. Turns out Denver just became absolutely terrible. But I thought the Raiders had arguably the worst secondary in the entire league. And they're allowing the third most passing yards per game. So I think that there is room to exploit both defenses here. That's why I'm going to lean to the over. Yeah, I think they. I think there's room to exploit it. I don't think it happens consistently enough where I'm concerned about this getting over. So, okay, fair enough. All right, let's go ahead and let's jump into our first touchdown prop bets. I'll let you lead things off this time. First touchdown, what you got? So I only have two. Uh, I thought about trying to find a third, but I really didn't like any super-duper long shots. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with two options here that are non-favorites. Both of them are double digits. I'm going to take Matt Collins as my first choice at 12-1. to one. Uh, He's played at least 96% of the offensive snaps in each of the last four games, and he's been targeted at least five times in each of the last four games. We know he's a big body. We know that Carr is not afraid to throw him a jump ball every now and then in the end zone or even just a deep pass. I think 12-1 to is a good price uh, for a guy who is the number two wide receiver on the team, for better or worse, because Renfro has been inactive, basically, for a month and a half. I think 12-1 to is a good price for a guy who could make the most of one-on-one matchups. Mm-hmm. All right. That's my first one. You? No, no, keep going. I'll oh. drop the other one. So my second one is going to be the Raiders as well. I'm going to take Foster Moreau at 14-1. to He's played at least 90% of the offensive snaps in each of the last seven games. And a really crazy trend here, the Rams have given up a bunch of touchdowns to opposing tight ends. 
The Rams have allowed one touchdown to opposing tight ends in five of the last six games. Yep. And the one exception is the Cardinals, who are using basically a third-string tight end at this point because Ertz got hurt, and Anderson, I believe is his name, didn't even have a catch. So against mm. teams that actually use tight ends, you're basically five for five in the last month and change. Moreau at 14 to one I like because he's on the field a bunch. Those are my two Raiders. I thought about maybe taking a Ram, maybe being a little bit cheap and taking Acres. I thought about maybe 2-2 or maybe Powell. Those are kind of my two that I were leaning towards, but in reality, I really didn't like any options here. So I kind of just went with those two with the Raiders. I'm going to call it a day. All right. Uh, Let's see here. I probably would lean Acres if I had to pick a Rams person. First touchdown, I'm gonna take John Wolford, twenty-five to one. Okay, all for the Rams. Uh, mobile quarterback, get the ball inside, call your own number. He's mobile, but I am worried about that leg injury. Yeah, yeah, very, uh, very much am. I well. would definitely bet Perkins if Wolford's not able to go. All right, uh, and then let me go to keep it with the Rams for my first two. Ben Skoranek, eighteen to one, is okay. what I see, and. It's it's just the fact that Wolford's got to throw the football to somebody, and mm-hmm. like you and like we talked about the how much you can exploit this passing game. Third worst person passing game in the league is the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't think that they have the talent enough where they're going to exploit it too much, but they're going to find their opportunity. And Skaronic is a guy that they like in that offense that he's done pretty well. He's been playing. Uh, He's been getting snaps all season, so it's not just like a Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson get were down, and he he just started getting snaps. Like he's been in the game all season. It's just now he's getting you know a solid workload. So I like Skoranek. Uh, I, I looked for him, but his numbers recently he's on the field a bunch. He plays a ton of snaps, so I like the idea there. It just seems that the Rams don't throw him the damn ball. Yeah. Like you want them to, and I don't think he's a bad player by any means. But I like the I like the play because you know he's going to be on the field in the red zone. I just kind of question why he hasn't been more heavily involved with so many wide receivers being out. And I think it's just more of well, one you know Van is there, so Van is going to be like he's going to get majority of the first looks. But it just seems like they've now reached to the point where they're like, all right, it's whoever whoever you can find, just get the ball to him because they've been spreading this around last week. Uh, Van and Brandon Powell both led the team in targets with no Tutu Atwell actually led the team in targets. Tutu Atwell and Tyler Higby led the team in targets with five. Van and Powell with four. Skoranek there with three. So it seems like they just kind of go to where the matchups are and where the matchups lie. And I think that Skoranek he's been he's been working a little bit. I think I don't know. I I feel good. This feels I feel good. I like about him Skoranek. as a player. I just think the Rams don't fully fully realize just how versatile he is. They throw him around different formations, but he's kind of... And it feels like at some point, the talent of the player is going to take over. Like at some point, the talent of They they recognize he needs to be on the field, but they use him as a decoy most of the time. And I'm just... I feel like they should try to give him the ball more. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Let's go to... I like Matt Collins. So I'm going to tell you with that one at 12-1. And just, you know, kind of another way to get on this passing game without having to play Devontae Adams, who he's unplayable. He's at plus 450. That's unplayable. 
So Matt Collins, I like that. And uh, did you say Foster Moreau was your other one? I did. I had Moreau. I had to. I said the Rams have given up a touchdown to a, a tight end in five of the last six games. I, I can't yeah. just ignore that. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm a pivot because that they always screw us like that. I'm a pivot. I'm gonna go Jacob Hollister, forty to one. Okay. He's 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 been there before. He knows this Rams team because he came over from the Seattle Seahawks. So if you're telling me that he's played this team, he kind of understands the team a little bit, and you're you're having that issue against tight ends. Let's see. Let's get to his snap count and see how he's been doing snap wise. But uh, where are we at? Well, he this is last week is his first week. I'm pretty sure was it? I think it was his first week with the team last week. But either way, he came with uh, Horstead out. He came in and got six snaps. I think that that's going to be a little bit more like they're not going to run Foster Moreau the whole game. I don't think they they are. He's been playing majority of snaps for the past, what's this, five, six, seven weeks. Like, I think that they're going to want to get back into running another tight end a little bit more. Hollister is really their only option. So, hey, what if Hollister's in there on a pat on a run block they check out of it and then they kick the ball to him and he gets first touchdown 40 to one it feels like a solid bet for 40 to one i'll take jacob hollister that's a fun bet i'm glad i found something fun in there all right before we get into our prop bets i'm going to talk to you about win bet and win bet is now live in arizona colorado louisiana indiana michigan new jersey new york tennessee and virginia you got online sports betting you got casino play you got the exclusive rewards you have the win bet win hour each and every thursday and you also have the construction zone, the win, build your own bet, where you can craft these crazy build your own bet parlays. So much choose from all you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash win bet. sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer such at change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 older and present in the state where play through win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Prop bet time. I am going to go first, and I feel like I'm getting relatively chalky here when it gets to the prop bets. But first prop bet, I'm going to, and I'm going to Derek Carr. Give me Derek Carr over his passing prop, 249 and a half passing yards. And I found just, 245 and a half. 245 and a half. I'll take that. Like, yeah, because I have the same prop. So that's why. Yeah, there, that. that that's such a low number. That's a crazy low number. For Derek Carr, who like if, if Derek Carr finished this game with 300 plus easy, would anybody be surprised? No, it's, Jacobs is banged up too. I'm kind of curious if they might pivot a little bit because the Rams, I know Donald's a big reason for it, and now he's on the lineup. But the but Rams have been good, good against the run. the run. They're so bad against the pass. I feel like they're gonna automatically force the Raiders to throw because why would the Raiders want to run the ball? The Rams can't stop anybody through the air. I can't see, I can't see Jalen Ramsey getting in front of Devontae Adams here. Ramsey's been horrible this entire I, year. Like, have people fully realized how bad he's been this year? Yeah, Matt Collins. I think Matt Collins and you know, add uh, what's his name, Keenan Cole in there. I think these these wide receivers really can have a field day in this spot. And if you look at what the Rams gave up, they gave up. 300 passing yards to Patrick Mahomes. Okay, we're not going to get on you too too hard about that. Joe Burrow at not Joe Burrow. Um, oh my God, 
I'm folding, I'm folding, I'm folding, I'm folding. Where did it go? Where did it go? Okay, here we go. So they gave up 300 passing yards to Geno Smith. Sorry, Geno Smith gave up 300 passing yards to Geno Smith, gave it up Patrick Mahomes, gave up two, uh, what's this, 240? 260 to Andy Dalton. I think you're underselling it, by the way. Didn't Gino go for like 360? Yeah, Gino was almost at 400. Gino was at, let me see what he finished. I think he was at like 369? Yeah, 367. So 367, three touchdowns for Gino Smith. That's that's right there. But we can either keep going to the Rams. Colt McCoy had 238. Like, I think think Derek Carr is better than Colt McCoy. I don't think that's a hot take. That's actually, <laughs> one the, that's actually one of the coldest takes I've ever heard on the show. <laughs> and even Tom Brady put up 280. Like, come on, guys. They're giving this number. This seems free. Like, it this does. seems free. And it doesn't matter, like, how far I go back. It's always hovering around this number. 235 to Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, it, I have to go all the way to P.J. Walker for me to get somebody that wasn't even close to this total. And that was... That was Walker's first start also. Yeah. This is free money. I think this is free money. It's chalky. Everybody's probably going to be playing it. It's going to take an act of God for this not to come through. I'm trying to think if it is chalky, because I feel like most people automatically assume that Jacobs is going to have a good game, because I feel like Carr has been kind of flying under the radar. They talk about Adams. They talk about... Jacobs, but they don't actually talk about the quarterback, which it's usually the other way around. But yeah. for this team, nobody really cares about Derek Carr. But I have a couple stats here. Uh, he's had at least 248 in each of the last five games. Over the past three games, the Rams have allowed 301 passing yards per game, which is the third most in the league. Ramsey got cooked last week by either Metcalf or wherever the hell they were moving, uh, whoever the hell they had uh, him guarding. I think what makes Adams so special is the fact that he can play in any single position in the formation. And mm-hmm. we saw Seattle have a lot of success bringing Metcalf in motion last week. I could see that happening with Adams. But this mm-hmm. secondary's cooked. Like, they're really, really bad. And I think that Carr should potentially push 300 here. I'm with you. It, it looked... They're going to double him. They're going to double him and open up everything on the other side of the field. I don't even know if they're going to double him, to be honest. Because that's why they might put Adams in the slot, because he's a lot harder to actually double if you're going to give him more field to work with. I don't know. They didn't double. I, I mean, it's it's tricky, but the point is, I just think that this number is way too low against one of the worst pass defenses in the league. I'm with you. It really it feels like stealing, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that's both of ours. You can just go ahead and give out another one. So you mentioned the potential doubling. I'm going to take my chances. I'm going to go with Devontae Adams over 88 and a half receiving yards at minus mm-hmm. 114. Guy's just an absolute machine. There's really no way around it. I think he's the best receiver in football. I don't think it's really close. A lot of really good receivers. I think Adams is, holy crap, this guy's actually unguardable. But either way, he's had at least 95 receiving yards in seven of the last nine games. And I mentioned how bad the Rams' pass defense has been lately. He had the two big touchdowns against the Chargers. Adams can just beat you in such a variety of ways. He can stack up a bunch of catches in either the underneath stuff or in the middle, or he can burn you over the top for a 60-yard touchdown. I can see all of those applying for this matchup because the Rams have really never been known to truly double elite receivers. Usually it's because they had Jalen Ramsey and they figured, all right, you know, we'll put Ramsey on him and we'll see what happens, or they'll put Ramsey on a side. 
they either will have they'll have Adams on the other side or they'll take their chances. But I really don't see the Rams doubling that much because I just think that Adams is going to I think he's gonna have a field day in this game, but I think that the Rams are so set in their ways and the season's over. I don't see them revamping their entire defense right now. I think they're gonna do what they've been doing lately, which is letting number one wide receivers cook against this team. Mm-hmm. An eighty-eight and a half for a guy that can really just walk into a hundred immediately in any given game, I think it's way too low. Give me the over on Adams. I think it's a steal based on how bad this Rams pass defense is. Yeah, I'm there with you, and I agree. Well, you mentioned the doubling stuff, which would make sense in principle. But even if they double, I still think Adams gets – like, he gets free and gets to work. I think that it make it makes it – it turns Adams from having a 200-yard game to maybe a 100-yard game. If they don't double him at any point in this game, Adams will go for 150. Easy. Like, I don't think anyone on this entire secondary can actually hang with him. He will Easy. kill – every defensive back on him the entire game unless he has safety help or some shadowing coverage all right in the the route running i don't know if you agree that but i'm just gonna say it Mm -hmm. i think he's the best route runner in the league oh absolutely by far you can argue like maybe cup or somebody else but i think adams i don't think there's i truly don't think there's an argument for anybody else i think adams takes the cake for best route runner in my book yeah all right I am giving out my next one, and I am going to go with Tyler Higby. Yes, giving out a Ram prop bet. Give me Tyler Higby over three and a half receptions at minus one ten. And it's really because the rate. What we talked about this Raiders pass game and how bad they are, and the tight end position is one where they've just given up some free easy catches. If we sit here and we go through their game logs, the past few games, they gave up five five catches to Gerald Everett last week. Week before that, when they played the Seattle Seahawks, they gave up uh, three catches to Noah Fant, two catches to, to Will Disley. So there goes another five right there to the tight end position. Come back the next week before that, and they're playing the Broncos, and they gave up four catches to Greg Dulwich, and then two catches to Eric Salbert. That's six catches right there, tight end position. Coming back again, and we talk about you're going to the Colts, and you have Kyle Granson. Mindful, I'm saying names that uh, many of our listeners don't even know that they are football players. <laughs> Kyle Granson, Kylan Granson, tight end, four catches, 57 yards against this Raiders team. Like they, they continuously give up the passing work, and it doesn't matter what game script they can be up, they can be down. It doesn't matter. They're going to give up a bunch of pass attempts they're going to give a bunch of completions and a lot of those completions do go to the tight end position and where does uh Wolford whoever ends up starting I'm pretty sure it's going to be Wolford he throws to the tight end Tyler Higby has been getting the targets he has been getting the work he's probably one of the more solid things on this offense right now so yeah I feel like three and a half is too short in a game where I'm positive they're going to be throwing the football whether they're up whether they're down they're going to find different ways to throw the football I can see Higby racking up, getting four, five, six catches in this game. Give me Tyler Higby over three and a half receptions, minus 110. Yeah, so you mentioned a pass catcher for the Rams. That's kind of going to segue me into my final player prop here. I'm going to go with a player that, to be honest, I really don't think is very good, but the Rams are very short of wide receivers, so they don't really have a choice. It's Tutu Atwell. (laughs) I don't think he's a good player. I mean, he came into the league from Louisville weighing about 130 pounds. 
Mm-hmm. But you're looking at his receiving yards at 22 and a half, and I think that number is way too low. I'm going to go with the over at minus 115. He's had at least 23 receiving yards in four of the last five games. He's played at least 47% of the snaps in each of the last two games, which doesn't sound like a lot, but compared to his snap percentage in about the first nine, 10 weeks of the season, it's a massive Mm -hmm. improvement because he wasn't actually playing at all, like healthy scratch bad. But now the Rams are so shorthanded, he has been on the field, and he's been decent lately. And the... We mentioned how bad the Rams' pass defense is. The Raiders' pass defense isn't good either because Mm -hmm. the Raiders are allowing 258.1 passing yards per game, which is the third most in the league. Adwell's going to be on the field for roughly half the snaps, and he's been contributing to some degree. And even though he really doesn't have many routes in the route tree, and even though he is undersized, he can get behind defenses for big plays or maybe even a screen pass. He's kind of elusive. I think that his quickness could give the Raiders secondary some problems, at least for one play. You might only need one reception. Adwell could catch one pass for 30 yards. Like That definitely is possible. But I think 22 and a half against an awful secondary and a guy that's had at least 23 in four of the last five games, I think is a bit too low. Give me the over on 2-2, 22 and a half receiving yards. All right. Do you have any thoughts on that one? No, no. I'm actually surprised you said it because of how anti-Tutu Atwell you actually are. I just don't think he's a good player. I, I mean, it's not his fault that his frame isn't exactly conducive to being a successful NFL player. Mm-hmm. I thought it was crazy the Rams drafted him that early, to be honest with you. He was fun at Louisville, but still, I don't think he has any real future in the NFL. But for this game, I think he's got a decent matchup and the number's too low. All right. My last prop, I'm going to a kicking prop. Matt Gay, over one and a half field goals, plus 100. Look, I'm not worried about him missing. He's 18, 19 for on the season. I'm not worried about him missing. It's just the fact of, are they going to get the opportunities? And if you listen to me this entire podcast, I told you, I think they're going to have plenty of opportunity because I think they're going to find ways to move the ball. But I don't think people understand how hard it is to put touchdowns on the board. Like that is not an easy thing. Like you don't just go into an NFL game and you think it's super easy to score on anybody. And I think they're going to have really hard issues putting touchdown on the board. They're going to get into the red zone. I think they're going to get on the opponent's side of field, and they're going to be in field goal range for him. Last five games, he's hit this prop three out of five. And I think this is another opportunity where they're going to give him the actual chances to get in there and kick field goals. So uh, I'm leaning on the offense to be good, not great, and put field goals on the board. So, yeah, Matt Gay over one and a half field goals. Plus 100, I really like that play. For the record, I I easily would have had Carlson over one and a half field goals as one of my three plays, but the line doesn't exist right now. Yeah, that's what I I was really looking for. I I would have easily have taken Carlson, but that's my honorable mention. It would have easily have probably replaced Tutu, if I'm being honest with you. But the fact that Carlson didn't have a field goal number up yet, it's going to be one and a half. The question is, how juiced is it going to be? Mm-hmm. I think Carlson makes it at least two field goals in this game. So mm-hmm. that would be one of my favorite plays. But since there is no line, I decided to go elsewhere. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah, no, I'm, and I agree. So really, we just gave you an extra prop. When you see it, we're on Carlson over one and a half. Anything below like minus 140, I'll take. Minus right. 130, I'll take. Before we get into our DFS lineup, we got to talk to you about underdog fantasy because... 
We are back with them, and if you haven't signed up already, you can still get a 100% deposit match up to $800 when you use promo code SGPN. Just go to underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN for 100% deposit match. Look, you can do their weekly battle royal format. They have pick them contests. They have all everything you need, anything. You can pick props. You can do all of that stuff. Underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN for that deposit bonus. All right. I mean, I feel like I went pretty – I feel like I went kind of chalk on this one. I'm not going to lie. Captain slot for my showdown lineup is going to be nonetheless Derek Carr because I think that this secondary for the Rams is very, very bad. I think Derek Carr – one, this team is not out of it. They're technically not out of it. Even though watching them on paper, you look at them and say, there's no way this team is going to make the playoffs. They're technically, not. They, they could still finish 10 and 7 in theory. Yes, they're not out of it. So I think that this is a spot, a really good spot for Derek Carr, where he's getting a soft secondary inside of a dome uh, and able just to put up a bunch of passing yards. Now, does he complete it and end up scoring a whole bunch? I'm not 100% certain, but I think the game goes under, and I got to find the points where I can get him. I think Derek Carr is going to rack up the passing yards in this game. So I'll take Derek Carr in my captain's slots. Scott, who are you using? So for me, it was either going to be Carr or Adams. Those were really my two options here. I went with Adams. I just expect a masterclass performance. I mm-hmm. really don't know what the hell the Rams are supposed to do. You can argue double teaming, but once again, the Rams haven't really doubled star receivers all season long. I don't think they're going to start now. Then maybe you'll have a little bit of shadow coverage. I don't even know if it matters. Adams is just incredible. Mm-hmm. And Carr was definitely an option uh, that I was considering. It was really between those two. I thought those were the two no-brainer captain spots. I went with Adams because I just see him walking into one ten and arguably two touchdowns. And if he puts that type of stat line up, or let's just say eight catches, a hundred yards and a touchdown. That involves a pretty big performance from Carr to actually surpass that. Mm -hmm. And last week I did well with Diggs being the captain. He was actually the best captain you could have possibly chosen. So I'm going to go with Adams. I'll stick with the receiver move. All right. Uh, yeah, I have Adams in mind as well, so everybody knows. I have Carr in mind as well, so there you go. Yeah. All right, let's go to a Ram. Tyler Higby made my lineup, and it's really because of how bad that the the Raiders are against the tight end position. They are sixth in the league in fantasy points per game to the tight end position at 14.1 points per game. They are also fifth in the league in receptions to the tight end position, they are 10th in the league in yards given up to the tight end position. And they are, what is that, fifth in the league in touchdowns to the tight end position. Like, they just give up a lot to that position. And, again, Tyler Higby is going, like, and he's unintentionally a focal point because he's probably one of the best offensive players they have on the field, if we're being completely honest. Yeah. So I think this is a really good spot for Tyler Higby. If he can rack up a bunch of just short yardage catches and really become more of a PPR receiver, and then maybe he finds himself into the end zone. I'm not going to you know, sit here and cross my fingers for it, but I think Tyler Higby has more chances than not of having a really good game in this one. Yeah, I think it definitely makes sense, uh, especially since the Rams are pretty short with pass catchers. Wolford might not be able to buy as much time in the pocket because of the injury, so he might be dumping it down in the flats a bit more to the likes of Higby. 
of Higby, so I think that makes sense. I'm going to go to a Ram as well. I am going to go with the running back. I'm going to go with Cam Akers, who actually had a pretty good game last week. Now, the issue with Akers is the fact that the Rams offensive line still stinks, so the yards probably won't be there, Mm -hmm. but he should get basically every single red zone carry, and he had two touchdowns last week uh, against Seattle, 18 and a half fantasy points. But you're looking at the Raiders, and they give up a bunch of rushing touchdowns. And I think it's a good spot for Akers because the Raiders are allowing 1.1 rushing yard rushing uh, touchdowns per game, which ranks tied for the ninth most in the league. So the Raiders are allowing more than one rushing touchdown per game. And Akers is going to get the Raiders so bad. Oh my god! Defensively, like... I mean, during the offseason, I told you I thought this defense was going to hold the team back entirely, and. It has yeah, uh, even the, offensively. They're not good. Like the, we just sitting here and I'm just looking at some of the names on on both sides of the ball. I'm like, this team should not be as bad as they are. Just the defense. I don't know who the hell they have besides Crosby. Do you actually like their defensive players? I mean, they have a, do they have really any talent on that defensive unit besides Crosby. I do. I do actually think they talent. And I think they have the coach behind them in Patrick Graham that can really put it together. But they're just they're just not doing it like this team. Per- just- Perriman doesn't bother me. I think Perriman's fine. Uh, I like Diablo, Cops. I didn't really know much about, but I, I think Perriman's okay. But Crosby's the main guy. I mean, Chandler Jones has been a non-factor for pretty much the entire season. He's three and a half sacks on the year. But anyway, to go back to the point, I just think that the Rams will be able to move the ball. And if you're going to allow at least one rushing touchdown per game this season, I'll take the Rams' leading rusher and the guy who's on the field for roughly 75% of the time in the backfield. I'll mm-hmm. take him. I think he's probably going to score a touchdown. All right, my next one going over to another skill position. Give me Matt Collins because I talked about all the attention that I think that they're going to give Devontae Adams. I I will give Brandon Staley the benefit of the doubt that he tries or it's at least attempts because sometimes it doesn't even look like he's attempting out there. Wait to give who, to give who Staley? Uh, I, he's going to attempt to stop Devontae Adams. Like they're saying, going to. What about Staley? What that I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. The benefit of the doubt that he's going to at least attempt to slow down Devontae Adams. And while I don't think that happens, you're throwing I think me off because he's, he's he's the Chargers coach. That's why I'm really confused. Oh, you. did I say Staley? You said Staley. That's why I'm. Oh, like I said confused. Staley like three times. Yeah, that's why I'm really no. confused. What we're talking about? No, talking about freaking Sean McVay. Okay, and thank you. Defensive, okay. It's because Staley used to be the defensive I know, that, that's why you that's really threw me off there. I'm like, what are we talking about? Uh, whatever. Okay. All right, either way, I think that they, I think they're going to at least try. I don't think it's going to work, but I think they're going to try. And in the midst of them trying, Matt Collins has been really good for this Raiders team. Mm-hmm. And just being able to come in and step in in certain spots and be able to be a guy that can – a lot of times it doesn't translate over into fantasy – and it's more of he has this big catch here or this good catch there that keeps the chains moving and they keep going. But I think that he can get a lot more usage in this game. And Matt Collins, Matt Collins won us some money earlier in the year. So I love going back to Matt Collins. So, yeah, give me Matt Collins again in this spot here. What's your word next one? So for my next one, uh, I went a little bit, I'd say, public with my first three because I'm assuming that Acres will be a pretty common Rams pick. So I'm going to go with an uncommon Raider, even though we both like him. It's going to be Carlson. I'm not going to say no to the kicker because he's one of the best kickers in the entire league. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably the second best kicker in the league behind Justin Tucker. But he's had at least 
10 fantasy points in each of the last three games. He's attempted at least three field goals in each of the last three, so he's been really, really solid. And we think the Rams' defense stinks. So if you want to look for a Raider who is going to be probably low-owned, but I think has value, I'm going with Carlson. I think it's a bargain on my platform. It's a 9500 for salary. I think it's a pretty good price. It's the same price as Hollins and some other guys. So I do think that even though I like Hollins the player, I do think Hollins was significantly more ownership than Carlson. So this is kind of my pivot to try to find a little bit of a niche lineup here. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take Carlson because he's basically money in the bank for at least eight fantasy points, usually somewhere around 11 or 12. That's your last one, right? Uh, no, I have one more after. Oh, okay. All right. I have Carlson too. Okay. I have Carson too. And so I I echo everything. And because I think this is an under game and I think there's going to be a lot of field goals kick game, I've also added, and that's how I made my lineup different. I have both kickers, so I have Matt Gay as well. Okay. It fits salary-wise. And I think that he has the opportunity because I truly think that they're going to somewhat move the ball. I just don't think that they're talented enough where they're going to punch it into the end zone. And so if you're telling me that I have an opportunity to get some long field goals, some short field goals, and just – Really an opportunity for him to have a master class kicking kicking the ball this game. I'm going to take it. Give me Matt Gay. Yeah, and for my last one, I had a couple options here. I only had 7,500 in salary left. So just to run through some potential options here, uh, Higby was 8,000, so I couldn't afford him. But I had uh, Brandon Powell. I had Williams, backup running back for the Rams, and I had Tutu mm-hmm. Atwell. I also had Keelan Cole at 6,000. Uh, mm-hmm. Skoranek was 6,500. So I had options, but I decided to go with Brandon Powell at 7,500. It was really okay. between him or Atwell as my main two choices, but Atwell, I took his, his receiving yard prop over once again. That, that's because I'm expecting him to have like 30 yards. I'm not expecting him to have a good game. I just think his number's too low. Powell had a good game last week against Seattle. He had 10 plus fantasy points. Uh, he had 39 receiving yards on four catches. But he also had 45 rushing yards. So the Rams have become desperate trying to get the ball into playmakers' hands because they're limited with regard to actual playmakers now. And Powell is a special teams guy. He's explosive. He can definitely make people miss. It's kind of like when the Cowboys throw like Turpin back there occasionally just to see Mm -hmm. if he can make anything happen. But Powell's getting some carries. He's getting some targets and they're hoping he can break something plus for potential punt returns you actually get points for that in this so i'll go with Powell at 7500 i like how low budget he is for a guy that's involved in a bunch of different roles with this offense mm-hmm. i think it's a good price all right that's it people that's it for the lineup million dollars right there We're, we've had we've had the chances and we've been close we've been close so here, here's the chance right here. This is the million-dollar lineup. We just gave them out. All right. Let's go ahead and get into our lock anytime touchdown for this slate. I'll kick things off for my lock. Let's go to – I'm not going to think too hard about this. Give me that Derek Hart over 245 and a half passing yards. I'm contemplating if we should double lock that or if I should take Adams. I can't even I can't even sway you one way or another. I, just, I know. I, I think both are good. Yeah. All right. That's that's easy. Let's you know what? That. Screw it. Yeah, we're a team here. Well, double lock up car. All right. 
double lot for Derek Carr over passing yards for my the line's going to go up touchdown. like 245 and a half i mean that doesn't that, sit there that that has to there. go somewhere into the 250s that has to huh anytime touchdown anytime touchdown let's go live i was thinking mm, no mm, no it's still the rams uh should i I should be different. I can be different. Take yeah, all right. I'll take. I'll take Tyler Higby. Give me all Tyler right. Higby plus two sixty. I, I didn't want to take a round, but the plus two sixty is really calling me. And if they get in the red zone, you have to think they're going to throw the ball to Tyler Higby. Like he's the biggest, the best red zone target they have. If they get that far, maybe they maybe this is the one touchdown that they have in a game. I know it's a high risk because I don't think they're putting up many touchdowns in this game, but. Tyler Higby is a pretty nice spice, and I'm. I don't see how you don't go to him. So Tyler Higby plus two sixty. What are you doing? For, for me, I'm going to go with one of the cheaper options. It's still plus money, but it's definitely nowhere near your range of like plus two sixty. I'm just going to take Cam Akers at plus one forty. Oh, you took a Ram too. I did. I took a Ram. I didn't want to take a, a Raider because I really thought that the prices were pretty low. I thought about Matt Collins, maybe Foster Moreau. I, I don't I was like looking how, at Foster Moreau too. I don't like how little they're targeting him, but once again, for the Moreau piece, I mean, I mentioned it before, but the Rams have allowed a touchdown to an opposing tight end in five of the last six games. So, yep. what's the price on Moreau? Did you say two to one? Okay, it's not bad, but I'm gonna go with uh, Acres. He had two touchdowns last week. Uh, the Raiders are allowing more than one rushing touchdown per game, and. You're trying to think of all the po- all the weapons that the Rams have. They really don't have much, but in the red zone, they really like to run the ball. And I think Akers will have some moments here. So give me Akers touchdown at plus 140. All right. Anything else for the people before we get up out of here, Scott? Not really. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Rice Show Radio. Besides that, I'm also going to be doing a Thursday night breakdown uh, with the Mothership pod. It's going to be mostly the same plays, but I'm also going to throw in a win bet, build your own bet thing at the end. So if you want a bonus parlay, check that out. Uh, besides that, though, uh, I know that we'll be back for the NBA gambling podcast on Friday. Uh, also be back with Munaf for the afternoon games on Friday for this upcoming Sunday. So stay tuned for that. But you can find all that at Rice Show Radio on Twitter. And I'm at really real underscore underscore on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you want to find me. Um, what else we got? Subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast. Subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast. Subscribe to everything in the network if you aren't doing that already. If you see SGPN, just hit the subscribe button. That's basically Yeah, because it's winners. Like, we're giving out winners. And so you have that opportunity. Make sure you also leave us a review on Spotify or Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure you please leave us those reviews. And... Yeah, that's it. I really have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending a podcast. We're just going to end it like this. We are out of here.